This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations Welcome to it, Coach Matawe. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much, uh, Patricia. Good evening and good evening to the A-teamers. Now, we need to clear the air here. You are a coach. You are a professional life coach. You're a seasoned journalist, inspirational speaker and entrepreneur. And when you are here on air with us, coach, you give us your time so that you can empower A-teamers. But when people want to have one-on-one coaching sessions, it's not for free. Please just explain to our A-teamers because it, it, it is becoming very apparent that everyone thinks that they can just pick up the phone and it's a free consultation. Yeah, you know, and uh, you will be shocked by the amount of messages and the phone calls that one receives actually immediately after the show uh, with people saying, hey, I haven't had um, sex in the past eight years. Uh, please hook me up. I'm a coach. I'm not a pimp or a matchmaker. I think uh, we need to understand what coaching is about. Coaching is not telling a person what to do, but it's helping them finding their power and the answers that are buried within themselves because we are each born with solutions to every problem that we face. So coaching helps ignite a person's light, the excellence, so that they can move from point A if they were stuck to point B with a clear vision and clear goals. So simply put, A-teamers... If you want to be in touch with Coach Matawe, you must understand that it is a service she's providing. And when you go for those one-on-ones, be ready with what you need coaching for. Uh, like she said, she's not a pimp. I don't, don't worry, Matawe. My, my uh, even on this side, I just don't read the messages, you know, on oh. air. Some of our A-teamers, <laughs> I no, I Some of our A-teamers, they go for tangent and start saying things and I'll be like, oh. Okay. Yeah, and You've some actually want to experiment with you. They're I, thinking because you're talking about the I've topic. Got, I've got uh, marriage proposals and date proposals <laughs> and requests for pics. I've got, ah, Benzito oh is so God. used to it by now. So, yeah, yeah. The, let's just ask our A-teamers to just keep it clean. Today we're talking about talking to our children um, about sex. And I know this is very daunting for other parents. As a matter of fact, yesterday, one of my colleagues and I, Unokanya, uh, who's a producer for Sunrise, were talking about this, you know, and, and I was really disturbed because our children are so exposed to social media. Uh, television uh, has a lot of subtle uh, sexual scenes. So if our children are watching television, even some of the cartoons have yeah. subtle sexual scenes. But then we as parents don't talk about it. And then you hear one day a child has done an atrocious act and it's on a video and you ask yourself, where did this child learn this from? Well, yeah. in the absence of you teaching them, clearly this child is going to learn it from somewhere. So where do we start or when? Let's start at the when do yeah. we start to have these conversations with our kids? Like you rightfully said, Patricia, it's quite a daunting uh, conversation to have with your child. Actually, it can give you some anxieties. Even the high blood pressures can even go up. And we mostly want to ignore it with the hope that the teachers will do it for us. But, you know, it has to start 
as early as possible. The moment they start breathing, the conversation has to start. And I'm not talking about the hectic uh, sexual act of it. You assess your child, you check the age your child is at, the level of maturity and understanding and comprehension of what you're going to be talking to them about. So it it has to start and be a continuous conversation as they grow, like you grow with them with the conversation. And I have to emphasize that the sex education, it's not only about the act. you know, uh, now that we even get uh, names to decorate it. But it's, it's literally about uh, also puberty, the gender identity, the consent. What does consent really mean? What is appropriate when it comes to, to, to touching and uh, the boundaries thereof? And those conversations cannot start when your child is 18 or cannot start when you realize that your teenager is pregnant or has impregnated somebody and this is because we live in a world where kids are sexually molested and abused and they are not able to open up to their parents because there's never been a conversation with the parents as a result they sit in the corner uh, they blame themselves about what has happened because perhaps the perpetrator has threatened them to say it was your fault. If you tell your parents, this is what I will do, you acted inappropriately and stuff like that. But you start from actually the age zero uh, when you butt them until two, tell them exactly the body parts. Don't say... Uh, the vagina is uh, a, a glass or whatever, <laughs> a nunus or whatever name you come up with. They've got to accurately know their body parts as much as you say, this is an eye. It, it can be a fun activity as you're bathing the child to say, you know what that is? This is an ear. This is a nose. And, and, and when you go to the private part, you don't now name them into uh, something else like, uh, this is a donkey. You know, we've got bullying at schools. We've got body shaming. Girls are not even free to speak to their parents when they start seeing their periods because they think they've done something wrong. Or boys when they see the wet screen. So it has to start as You know, when you talk about that, I think it would help parents to, to start understanding that children are human beings from birth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I say this simply because... I am a mother and my, 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 and obviously I'm a female, so I'm not used to the male anatomy. But mm. when I had my first son, that's when I realized every time I changed this child's diaper, hey boo, little Jimmy umile, you know? Mm. And, and I'd be like, so children have an erection at a young age? Mm. And then I started getting used to and accustomed to the fact that I'm a child to a I'm a mother to a boy child, and mm. and this will then mean I need to educate myself educate about yourself. what he will be going through, and yeah. I need to start being free within myself because we as parents, we are scared mm. of talking about sex with each other as partners, yeah. so it becomes more than just a daunting task when we have to now talk to our children, especially if it's children of the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it has and- to start with us. And it's true. I mean, you just mentioned a crucial point there that you are a mother to to boys and you this is what you realize. The most other important thing is that when you don't know, being a parent does not mean that you know everything. There is nothing wrong with saying to your child when they are perhaps asking something they came across 
uh, to say, I don't know about it, but uh, I'm going to check and research about it. Or I'll even find a book that we can read together so that we can both educate ourselves on the subject. Not be those parents who will say, hey, Wena, who taught you that? You are out of life. <laughs> and then we're scaring the child to actually be open about uh, when there are changes happening in their body or when someone has touched them inappropriately because we first shouted at them to say, hey, that's a no-go area. Therefore, because we've created an impression that it's a no-go area, the child is not free to come to you to say, hey, um, I'm having pains and uh, I just saw some red on my my panties, you know, because... Firstly, you had shouted at them. Oh, when they, that time comes, instead you shout to them to say, yeah, what are you doing? And by that time, you might even find that because these days kids grow up fast, right? They might even see their periods at age 9 or 10. And now you are bombarding the child with information. Like, did you sleep with boys? By that time, they don't even know. You're making it sound like it was started because they slept with a boy you know, and it's something that we've got to be open about. Gradually start the conversation, look at their age, also find out their understanding on particular topics so that we don't bombard them and confuse them and the kids are like, okay, what is she on about? And this day and age, our kids are exposed to social media. You rightfully said that even our televisions, the cartoons, the cartoons kids, the cartoons make love. Yeah, let's go to a voice note. A-teamers, please join in on the conversation. Let us know what's your parenting style when it comes to talking about sex and educating your children about sex. Um, Do you feel that uh, children should not be taught uh, sexual education or do you feel that uh, it's the right thing for us to be open to our children, not to encourage them to be having sex, but to explain what it is. So call us, let us know what's your parenting style on 011-714-2006 or SMS 4139. One WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. Good evening, Ceci, uh, in the studio and the guest presenter as well as uh, the listeners. Uh, I can hear that the children are being taught that uh, this is ear, this is mouth, this is nose, this is a vagina or a penis. So what about in my language? And then I I corner. Otherwise, I. I, Okay, but in my language, I don't think uh, it's a a good thing to to teach them. Thank you. Tempo Mashabella. Lenesia South, Johannesburg, Flockford, Phoenix Station 3. Okay, in your language, we shouldn't be teaching the children. What's your take on the African languages um, and, and the, the words we use? Because, I, mean, I think, call a thing a thing. Call it as is. Because, you know, the thing is that when we were raised in our generation, it will be called something else and not what it is. Why do we find it, it, why do we find comfort in saying it in English and not in our own mother tongue? You should say it in the mother tongue to say, Enake tebe, enake molomo, ake marahu. Like, say it, enake nyo, enake pipi. Let the child know the names of those things. Because now you, you're making them feel ashamed 
of their body parts, some of their body parts, because you are not free to say it. You are saying it's a shame to say it. So it will take a doing for us to unlearn certain things that we picked up and how we were raised saying, hey, waruhana, and, and why are we not, why don't we see it as uh, uh, vulgar when we saying liso? You see now, yeah. I'm glad that you have taken it to that point. We use the words in our languages to name body parts as swear words. Whereas in English, a vagina is a vagina. And then there's another derogative word for it, right? So there'll be many other derogative words. Tina, we use one word and that one word, we've also turned it into a swear word. And that's the problem with the way we have turned obviously, our mm, African mm. languages, because the, even some of our traditional songs use these words. Some of our mm. our praises, our clan names, have some of these words. God mm, mm. Let me allow A-teamers to weigh in. Uh, I'll start off with a Peter. Peter, you were the first on the line. Good evening. Good evening, Peter. Good. Peter, are you the same Peter that used to eat uh, cow dung and uh, ants? Yes, I've been liking your conversation uh, all along. <laughs> I hope the but cow dung has not given you yeah, some sort of deficiency. Uh, short now. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. But uh, what I would like to say, uh, let us keep our kids, tell them the truth, like the way if you're going to call the private part. Private parts, call them on your uh, language. Tell your kids, if this happens and this happens, this is what is not supposed to happen to you, especially the girls and even the guys. We tell them, you don't do this, you don't do that. The girls, you don't. You tell them, don't do this, don't do that. So our kids can learn. So if you're going to name words in English and then they are studying in uh, private schools, they don't know how to express things when they meet the guys from local communities who don't even speak English or whatever. So it becomes a difficulty for them. And then when they get abused, they can't even say it because of what they are used to the one language of which is English. So if you can teach our English, uh, our children that this is the language, this is what you're supposed to say. If this happens, you come to me, you tell me. If this happens, you come back to me and tell me. Because of what? Uh, most of the kids are, which I've seen that they've got molested or which have got raped it's because of they can't use the language to express that, themselves. Yeah. yeah this, Thank you very yeah, much, Peter. Point yeah. well taken. Thank you so very much. Let me go now to uh, KGM. KGM, good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, Pat. Uh, good evening to your to your guest and to the listeners. Uh, I, I'm not dead. You didn't finish me off last night. Ah, na. Who the listeners <laughs> omina? Yabona ge manje KTM. Yabona ge manje KTM. Eh? I'm kidding, my dear. <laughs> Listen, the, the the part that I wanted to raise, and and I, I commend your guest 
for for encouraging us to to basically be ourselves. I mean, it's 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 nothing complicated. We just complicate it unnecessarily. So, if you want to feel the 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 wrath of of this this way of of our way, our chosen way of doing things, go to court where elderly people, um, women in particular, lose cases in court. I just want to take it to a different level altogether, where they are unable to say exactly what is, is it that happened to them. And guess what? The rapists, the abusers walk scot-free because a person during cross-examination could not say PP as it were but chose to say a private part. Now you've got a, a, a shrewd lawyer on the other side interrogating and asking questions and, and intimidating. You can imagine how intimidating it is just to think of, of court. Now going there, getting into the, the witness box and being questioned by this professional person, it, it, it said, where does it start? Right at where me and you, Patricia, as parents, we are failing to teach how to love and be loved because we feel that there's some stigma that we are teaching uh, our, our children regidilotedi mm. snacks. Uh, I don't know what, how to, to translate that. I think we, we, it's, it must start with us as parents, how we treat each other, how we teach, uh, we talk to each other. That will culminate into a language at home where we are comfortable to call anything regardless what it is, with the name that it is. I just wanted to, to bring that part as well to say it goes from kids right into adulthood. Very, Patricia, very true. thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, KGM. Uh, Coach Matawa, please do yeah. weigh in on uh, both Peter and uh, KGM's uh, comments there. You know, brilliant comments from both Peter and, and, and KGM. Uh, Peter spoke about the boundaries, right? When a child does not know uh, they cannot be touched this way because me as a parent, I've never had that conversation with them to say, uh-uh, your private partner very private. You shouldn't allow anybody touching them, fondling them, playing with them because that's an invasion of your privacy and then you then go into letting the child know what that means, right? Now, if that happens to a child, they now have to go perhaps uh, see a social worker or somebody they've got to talk to. You had said to the child that particular part, the, the vagina, perhaps you've called it uh, infane. And the child keeps saying, no, uh, he was touching infane or she was touching infane. they automatically <laughs> thinking, uh, wow. was the infane walking all over your body? Perhaps they wanted to remove it. Mm. We are not empowering our kids because we are are shameful to with our own languages to start with but what we are not understanding is that this talk will help our children understand that sex and sexuality are a healthy part of life there is nothing to be shame ashamed of and we shouldn't be ashamed of they should understand the consent you we should also on boundaries as well teach them to say don't just jump on someone and be touching their boobs or just going there and, you know, you teach them boundaries as well to say, don't do this to others without their permission. 
teach them about consent. And SKGM has rightfully said, because as adults, we don't find it easy to actually even speak about these things that you find uh, one in a marriage or in a committed relationship being uh, molested or even raped by their own partner, even when they don't want to be intimate. You know, because now, do, what do you go to court and say? Uh, you are ashamed to say, my wife uh, forced herself on me or my husband forced uh, himself on me because it's a taboo. Like, hey, why are you being dramatic? We need to unlearn certain things, learn new behaviors for the sake of our kids and building a nation that we would want to see going forward. A future generation that is actually bold to know and stand for their own rights. You know, uh, Coach Matau, we are debating here. We're having a silent debate with the team. And I think I'm going to take this one as a knock because I might get into big, big trouble. But I'm going to read this message from our A-team, okay, who names in, uh, um, I think this is Sisoto, names the private parts as they are in Sisoto. It's Sisoto team. Yeah, and and in English, apparently, according to to Brabenzito, in English these words sound better. But they sound vulgar. So this ATMS says, "Yo, think about telling your three-year-old boy, not in my name." No, but you see, that's 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 just the thing. You, as you're having this conversation with them, remember it must be an open conversation. Also describe that when you say to someone, or hey, in you are insulting them in our language. We look at that as you are disrespecting the other person. But they should know that that is called nyuana. It's not called uh, any other thing, inseno or a donkey or a crocodile. It's called that. It's, it goes both ways. Why is it better in English and not better in our own mother tongue? So this one says, Hi, Patricia, I grew up without a father figure. I don't know how to start uh, this daunting conversation like the one you on with um, my 16-year-old boy. Now, you know, I don't know whether this A-teamer is uh, a male or a female, but I've been having compliments from my pre-teening, so they call it tweening son, who's now about to turn 12 in two months' time. He keeps on saying, Mom, you're so cool. You're like like a guy. (laughs) Because you talk about everything. We can talk Mm. about everything. Mom, you're so cool. And I think we need to take away the fear me type of parenting when it comes to talking about sex. We first need to be comfortable about sex and sexuality and body parts. And we also need to understand, I don't know, coach, we need to understand that our children are exposed. Social media, YouTube, um, whatever. Everything exposes them to sex. So if you're not going to be free to talk to your child about sex and sexuality, someone else will teach them. Strangers will do it. They will go. I mean, they are on social media. They they are exploring digital spaces. You need to have those conversations with them on how to actually explore those spaces in a safe way. Uh, establish some rules on when they're talking to strangers. 
also about uh, sending their nudes. Because if we're saying English sounds so cute, uh, somebody somewhere might just send them a, 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 a message to say, hey, send me your vagina. It sounds so right. Because we're glamorizing it, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then take the picture of their vagina because it sounded very respectful because it was said in English. Tell them about the consequences of doing that. Because others after that, their they, uh, they, they vaginas are all over. They are circulating. They can't even go to school. They, they're being bullied. They end up even taking their own lives. So if we don't do it, and wait for social media and other people and their peers to teach them. We are putting our kids in danger of experiencing things that we could have helped to prevent. I mean, let's say your child is seeing periods and uh, uh, somebody says to them, uh, hey, for, for this thing to stop, You've got to sleep with the guy. They don't even know that uh, that that helps. There are uh, sexual transmitted diseases there. You need to even explore all different types of contraceptives, from the condom to into uh, giving birth, being pregnant, and talking about the readiness. Look, what I am talking to you about this, not because I'm saying I'm giving you a license and a key to go and have sex. It is for grown-ups. And when you are ready to take the responsibility and live with the consequences that will come with it. Hey, I worry. Listen to this uh, anonymous WhatsApp from Hammerstel. Anonymous says, hi, Patricia, and your guest, Mina. I strongly believe it's better to use English names for private parts just to give dignity. Because for ages, our African names are associated with swearing. It's impossible to burden our children with something our parents failed to instill in us as their children. Mm, yeah. Why should we then do the same thing that our parents did? What are some of the things that uh, as individuals we had to learn on our own and from the streets in a painful way because our parents couldn't talk to us about them, right? Why not unlearn those things? Take the courage. Find ways of uh, maybe watching TV and you seeing somebody pregnant about to give birth. You can just ask. You understand what that is? Just so, so you can gather their understanding. I mean, if we're going to speak to them in English and say, this is a vagina uh, or this is a penis. And then uh, Emma Tawe comes and says to your son, hey, Okay, no, it's fine. They are agreeing to something without understanding and comprehension because they've never had that name. Yeah, it's true. Matau, let's go to some of the voice notes from our A-teamers. I think it has always been taboo. Like, it has always been an elephant in the room. Like, this uh, uh, conversation about or topic about sex. So, I think there needs to be education. I think our parents should not be ashamed to talk about sex. You know, like if, like, I think that's the role of a father. A father should speak to his son about sex and then the mother should speak to the daughter about sex. You know, in my case, I'm a 26-year-old. I'm a 26-year-old. I have one kid, but I don't remember even a single day my dad sat me down or my mom sat me down to, to talk about sex. It's Jordan here from Jobek. Good evening, Patricia and the guest. Yo, hey, 
Sister Matau. <laughs> it's difficult in our own native languages. Unless it's a girl and you are the mother, you can say it with its names. Or I'm a man or the father to the boy, I can say with its names. That's why in English they even call it private parts. That's private parts. <laughs> of course, there are names there, but they call them private parts. Then they go on saying the names. It's very difficult, very, very difficult. But there's nothing wrong about, you know, teaching the child. They need to know, but it's very difficult, very difficult, especially in our own native languages. It's Mark on the road from Deben. Thank you. Coach Matawe, you know, I... I... I hear both our A-teamers mentioning that the mother should talk to the daughter about sexuality and sex, and the father should talk to the son. And I feel that this is um, this is also perpetuating some sort of fear for the opposite sex, yeah. and you become vulnerable as a child. Mm-hmm. So, so if my child does not understand or does not know that they are breast, right, on a woman. They they see them, but the moment a man talks to this child about breast, they might over-sexualize it, as opposed to just talking about that women have breasts, so even when you're at school and you're playing with girls, don't punch them in the chest. You know, I'm, I'm making examples here of which are really far-fetched, but th- then they know it's just another body part, and you build up to that, depending on their age. But if it's only a woman who's allowed to speak to a girl child and a man who's allowed to speak to a boy child, when do we come together? Because this is, I, I believe, one of the reasons why we find, um, you know, sexual harassment and, and violence in our communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with, with, uh, with you. It, I, I actually don't even think your, your comment is far-fetched, Patricia. We need to address that elephant in the room. Uh, the, the elephant that Jordan has mentioned. And with Mark saying he feels that the dad has to speak to a boy, what happens then to kids who, uh, or boys who don't have, uh, who their fathers are not present? Does it mean that their mother can speak to them? They must then go and learn those things in the streets? If you are still fortunate enough to have both the mom and the dad, the best option will be for both parents to sit their kids down. It doesn't matter a boy or a girl. You talk about those issues and don't make it like, yo, this is so difficult. Hey, we are about. We need to unlearn certain things and make it a, a conversation that doesn't sound so shameful, so that the kids doesn't look down when they coming back from school and uh, somebody was uh, touching uh, touching them inappropriately. They don't even know where to start because when we put the the topic on the table, we were so ashamed and they could see that yeah, this too. And it might also be that. As parents or even as partners, we're not even comfortable to talk about certain things when it comes to sex as partners that, hey, I like it when you touch my breast because I'm thinking you, he will think, uh, Mm, mm. okay, Anonymous is holding on the line. Atima Anonymous, good evening. Good evening to you and your guest, Matawia. I want to say to Matawe, I was touched with the story last week, and I was so proud of her, you know, of uh, where she ended up, you know, uh, in because I've known so many articles I've read in 
in papers where people, when they were dumped or their husbands married somebody else without their notice, they would go and commit suicide. Or they would, if they, if they were raped, they would commit suicide. They don't think there's a life ahead of them. They can move along in another country or another town, but don't have to, don't have to do, commit suicide or be uh, afraid of what happened to you or be ashamed of what happened to you. But I want to talk about this. Now, do we always have to have some parents? Matawi took the words out of my mouth because she said, what if the parent doesn't have a father? But I want to know what if the child does not, the female or the male child does not have parents and they often should they oldest siblings uh, not talk to them about it because sometimes they may be more used to a colleague or a friend of the same age group who can discuss the issue with them than their parents. They're more comfortable with their friends of the same age group or their older sisters, siblings. Uh, our brothers, you know, to discuss the issue with them. Thank you very much, Anonymous. Uh, Coach Matawe? Yes. Uh, thank you, Anonymous, for, for the question. When the, the child does not have both of the parents, there is always a caretaker. Either they are in an orphanage home, there is always somebody to, to talk to. So this thing, if you, you are responsible for that particular child, it's a conversation that you must have con continually with the kids that you are responsible for nothing must be a shock to them and if i'm the older sibling and i've taken on the role of of of, of being uh the caretaker i can even uh raise raise them not in in such a hard way but in a playful manner but still serious that will help to empower them and help them understand again the most important thing is you need to look at their age and their comprehension their understanding because you don't want to run the risk of overburdening kids and oversharing and uh, now confusing the kids and scare them off mm. let's go to a bit of a break we'll be back Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Hello, SAFM, and hello to the listeners and uh, our guests. Ah, yo. Hey, little Matati. Yeah, you see, uh, in English, we can say anything we want it doesn't affect anything in our culture but when we are talking about things like private parts in in our languages it's very very difficult i can't just allow my child to go call her private parts there with their friends and then her friend also maybe she will Tell uh, the mother there uh, that hey, Poselet was talking about things like this one, and then hey, uh, they can even chase away from their yard. So uh, I think let's keep it uh, with the English, maybe. Yeah, because I think uh, back in the days, there were ways which uh, our, our elders they were explaining things like that. Maybe the, 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 the boys. The father will talk to you about it but when you are old enough yeah even the girl also the mother will tell her about some of the things when he, when he, she says that she's a little bit older not maybe about two years three years you know she's talking about things like that it's very difficult 
thanks. It's my honor. Hi, my sister and your guest. I think it's uh, it's a good idea to have a conversation with the child, both as parents, mother and father, if uh, parents are still together. I think that uh, will uh, carry a lot of weight, supporting each other, having a conversation, you know, as a family meeting, so that the child can see that it's not mother or father who's just trying to sway my you know, behavior or stuff, it, he or she must uh, see that uh, uh, my parents jointly uh, are trying to shape my future up. I think that will be best. Saki from Merlbeck. Thank you very much, Saki. I'm going to go to some of the messages. Coach, it's uh, definitely a heated one here. Others for, others against. But the contentious thing is the African languages, and I don't think it should be a problem. I mean, it's Africa Day. Be proud of our languages. And if we've tainted our languages, let us be the same ones to cleanse them up, my opinion. So this uh, WhatsApp says, Coach, I suppose kids differ. My little sister was privileged enough to have had sex education from our family. However, she used such to her disadvantage. I personally think she came, she became too curious to a point where she even fell pregnant during her teens. Could this be the case, that too much education or too much exposure could cause a child to be curious, Coach? Kids are curious, naturally. That's why when I first started, I said also assess their age and know exactly what to tell them or what to speak with them at a particular age, right? Mangope mentioned something like uh, imagine your child playing with others and they mention it in, in an African language. Imagine your kid coming back home and say, yo, papa, and now you want to collapse and uh, from a chair you are sitting on because you've never to- told her what it is. The fact is that either you tell them what that is, they will still learn it from the streets. Somebody else is going to tell them. Have a frank and open conversation for kids to know the difference, the boundaries, the respectful way of saying it. This one is a message that is um, that is pointed to KGM. It says, um, "Evening SAFM, my thoughts on what KGM has just said." So you called a bit earlier. In most relations, the response of an individual towards an action is a responsive matter to what occurs to them. Let him be told that it's only a matter or responsiveness and not what he's saying. KGM should never respond to what he's not experienced. Let's move on to the topic. That was for KGM. Donald in Rustenburg says, Patricia and all A-teamers, what an interesting topic tonight. But in Shona language, my Shona language, hey, imagine saying Mboro referring to a penis or saying Mata meaning vagina. They will sing those names, these kids, in front of your church pastor. These are body parts. (laughs) I mean, Mata... Don't we get cases of of rape and molestation and in churches? Shouldn't our and children we get know? people going to churches to 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 confide in their pastors, nabo mamfundisi and whatnot? And if you make me feel ashamed for coming to you and telling you what has happened to me, you're not creating a safe environment for me to to, to be open and talk to you about what has happened because you already judgmental to say, rather say it in English. What's wrong with saying it, Gasabit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
I agree. I agree. Uh, another one here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I totally concur with you, coach. Uh, we must decolonize our mindset. And when it comes to educating our ex generation regarding sex, it must cease to be perceived as sensitive. Porn are the most watched online, but nobody ever agreed to be watching porn. No one ever agrees. This is from Mike in the Free State. It's, it's very clear that people know what should be done. Um, we want to educate our kids, but there's that barrier that we need oh. to overcome, Coach. It's courage. You must just be courageous and learn certain things. Educate yourself even on ways on how to start having these conversations with your kids. It's never too late. Start having the conversations from even a, a TV drama or a child asks you, perhaps I'm expecting and they're saying, uh, in the tummy. let me not create some story of how uh, a bed came and whatnot. Let's be truthful. Let kids understand what that is. Let because, me go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Because love, uh, sex and sexuality, there, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Definitely. It shouldn't be something that we are ashamed of. It's a natural part of life. But we we also need to always, like you're saying, remember the age. So be relevant to the age of the child that you are you are communicating with. Let's go to the last voice note. Oh, good evening, sisters over there. This is Teresing Voice meeting here. Uh, I must speak tonight merely because I am a very young father to a daughter. I am in my 24 this year. Uh, going to five in September. So my daughter is very much is very much smart. She English terms. But uh, uh, I've been thinking long enough eighty times in her head about the parts. But I'm not if she's she she's mm, she's old enough to to know about these things because it's it's like an African language is different from the English terms somehow. I don't know. All right. Still on the same topic of the African languages. Coach Matawe, for mm. us parents who might still be, uh, you know, scared to indulge in this conversation with our children, can we bring our children to uh, a life coach such as yourself uh, to help us break that mold? To break the ice, definitely. And uh, even a book can help. Uh, start uh, get a book even if it's a, a book uh, written in one of the African languages that would say name the body parts as they are and start having did, did you know what this is in our language make it an interesting conversation so that the kids know about it and uh, for parents who might be battling with their own uh, sexuality and they're not comfortable in general and they are worried about raising their kids can you help us with that as well as a life coach Definitely. First of all, embrace who you are. Embrace your sexuality and own it up. Mm, own it up. Own it up. Thank you so very much for joining us, uh, Coach Matawe. Uh, for the coaching sessions, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, they can find me on all the social media pages. I'm also on my email. It's a hello at soaring eaglet creations at zero my number is zero seven two one hundred eight nine three zero. Excellent. Have a very beautiful morning. You too, Patricia. Thank you so much.
ATMs, yeah, it seems that we need to clear our minds up when it comes to our African languages. And uh, it's very clear that we have put our barriers towards our languages. And I think our languages are beautiful and colorful and expressive. Let's use them to to communicate uh, to each other, to our children, and let's not be ashamed. But it is vital to start having those um, open sex discussions with your children which are relevant to their age. Remember that so that your children are not prey to predators because there's a lot of predators online, in the school premises, in religious sectors, traditional sectors, Yonkindao, everywhere. So you need to be very, very open with your children, educate them, empower them so that they'll be able to protect themselves or at least be able to express themselves when something happens that should not be happening. From our side, may goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.